0: Uh, I'm gonna say no one's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Blow yeah. Friday, August seventh. You, me, Locked On Dolphins, let's lock it in. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, and today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. Today on the show, I want to follow up on a question that was posed to me on Tuesday's episode of Power to the Pot. And it was, if you were constructing a team comprised only of position groups from the AFC East, what would that team look like? What position groups are you pulling from the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, and New York Jets? And the, the catchy part is you can't just take, like, the good player... This is not an all-division team. You have to take the whole room into consideration. So what we have done, and what we're going to dive into today, is we're going to talk about the following position groups. Quarterback, running back, pass catchers, offensive line. So four groups on the offensive side of the football, three on the defensive side of the football, defensive line linebackers, and defensive backs. But before we do... A couple administrative things to discuss, including some visitations to Davey from free agents. But the first thing I wanted to talk and touch on was Miami Dolphins General Chris General Manager Chris Greer has joined Maryland head coach Mike Loxley on a coalition on minority hiring for coaches. And this is pretty cool. So Mike Loxley is the head coach. At the University of Maryland, the Terrapins, and he he coached Tua uh, just for some connections to the Dolphins here. Uh, He coached Tua in 2018, the year they lost the national championship game uh, to Clemson. NFL reporter Jim Trotter reported that Maryland head coach Mike Loxley has assembled the National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches, which carries carries a mission statement that says they want to prepare, promote, and produce minority coaches at all levels of football, professional, collegiate, scholastic, and recreational. Some of the people that are on the board that Coach Loxley has assembled, it's not just Chris Greer, and Chris Greer's got a pretty cool resume relative to Everybody involved here, Ozzie Newsome, uh, general manager of the Baltimore Ravens for a really long time, like multi-level Hall of Fame player, uh, college football and pro football, Nick Saban, former Miami Dolphins head coach, Bill Polian, Mike Tomlin, Doug Williams, Chris Greer, amongst others. And what makes Greer a, a, a pretty cool inclusion here is not only is he one of only a handful of black general managers across the NFL, over the last two years, the NFL has hired 12 new head coaches. And Greer's the only guy that hired a black head coach as well. So, you know, he's walking the walk as far as, you know, he has a rare opportunity himself. And then from that hiring process, also managed to provide an opportunity to somebody who is incredibly qualified in Dolphins head coach, Brian Flores. So cool to see Chris Greer, using his opportunities afforded to him via the game of football to try to build and cultivate more opportunities for folks who don't have them as frequently. A report from Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald indicates that the Dolphins summoned two free agent wide receivers to the team facility in Davie yesterday on Thursday for physicals as the Dolphins look to pivot their wide receiver room amid the fallout of the Dolphins seeing wide receivers Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson opt out of the 2020 NFL season. The two receivers in question are one former Dolphin in Ricardo Lewis, who spent the 2019 season with the team on injured reserve after a knee injury, and wide receiver Chester Rogers, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. Rogers had a high watermark in 2018 with Andrew Luck, logging 53 receptions for 485 yards and two touchdowns, but saw a serious statistical regression without luck in the Colts' offense last year. Lewis was a player who it seemed as though the Dolphins had genuine interest in. They signed him in 2019 as a part of their Island of Misfit Toys campaign bringing in a bunch of players who had shown flashes but failed to consistently live up to expectations. But Lewis had not played a football game since 2017 season. He had a neck injury that required surgery, causing him to miss the two entire 2018 season. And then he signed with the Dolphins and had a knee injury that cost him the entirety of the 2019 season. So Lewis is a bit of a wild card, and the fact that Lewis was the receiver that was on the chopping block... When the Dolphins were looking to cut down their roster ahead of the start of training camp, isn't a promising omen to where the Dolphins feel Lewis stands. But with the departures of both Hearns and Wilson, at the very least, Ricardo Lewis has familiarity with the Dolphins' offense. Chester Rogers, on the other hand, saw a massive step back in his production without Andrew Luck. But even in his high-water 2018 season, Chester Rogers averaged barely over 9 yards per reception. Playing him in the slot and playing him in the style of offense that the Dolphins are likely to play indicates he's probably not a player that's going to create a lot of explosive plays, and hence the ceiling is probably fairly low. If the Dolphins are signing either of these players as potentially depth options, it makes sense, especially if Jakeem Grant can stay healthy. The question for Grant is how do you keep him healthy? One potential way the Dolphins could do so is by playing him primarily on the perimeter. Traditionally, your Z receiver in an NFL offense is a speedy receiver who runs a lot of vertical routes to force opposing defenses to play a safety over top and If they don't, you run the risk of seeing that receiver, quote-unquote, take the top off the defense. Putting Grant and his blazing fast speed in that type of role, instead of asking him to play in high traffic areas in the slot, could help the Dolphins manage the amount of hits that he takes, which is going to be a challenge for the Dolphins given the lack of durability that Grant has shown, despite never playing more than 362 snaps in any of his first four NFL seasons. Grant on the perimeter would then allow Preston Williams to be a physical player on the inside and fulfill that high-volume role that the Dolphins will likely be looking to fill in the middle of the field. RockAuto.com is a family business who has been servicing auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Whether you're looking for engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has an easy to navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks can deliver everything you need directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and pay up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com today and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So let's shift gears here and let's go back to the prospect of building a team based off of position groups from the AFC East. Starting with the quarterback position, and this is not lip service, what I'm about to say, but I genuinely believe from top to bottom the Miami Dolphins have the best quarterback room in the AFC East. Ryan Fitzpatrick was, for the final 10-11 games of the 2019 season, the best quarterback in the AFC East. You then add into that a top-five overall pick on one of the most prolific college quarterbacks whose style of play is very translatable to the way the game is played today in the modern era into a tonga aloha. and i don't know how you don't pick the dolphins because you have a short term and a long term opportunity josh allen is too volatile sam darnold is too volatile at this point in time I would rather bet on a guy with a higher ceiling than both as it pertains to his game skills in Tua knowing that if I need to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick around for 2020 and maybe even I can talk him into another year in 2021, I can do that. Cam Newton. I don't see the long-term appeal with anybody in the Patriots building. Jared Stidham. The Patriots are going to try and tell you that they like Jared Stidham. Okay, then you probably wouldn't assign Cam. Cam can be very good. Cam can be great. But Cam's been hurt for two consecutive seasons now. And if I'm picking some launch point, I probably don't want my launch point to be a 31-year-old who's missed half the games over the last two seasons and had two significant surgeries, including one to his throwing shoulder and the other one to his foot when he's a mobile quarterback. Give me the Dolphins quarterback room over anybody else's in the AFC East. The running back room. As tempting as it was to go with the Dolphins, I am not going to go with the Dolphins. I like Jordan Howard. I like Matt Breida. I think they're two complementary players. I think you can do a lot of damage and you can win with them as the the players featured in your ground game, right? I think that's possible. And the the Buffalo Bills have some interesting options in their room. But the one I want to go with is the New York Jets. They have a standout stud running back who has proven to be a featured bell cow back in Le'Veon Bell. And when you provide him with any semblance of competency in blocking, a.k.a. not what the Jets gave him last year, Le'Veon's going to be good for 85-plus per game, and he's a good receiver out of the backfield. And they have a rookie I really like in Lamichael P. Ryan. They've got a a pretty attractive and versatile fullback option in Trevon Wesco from West Virginia who can – He'll be a serviceable pass catcher as well. He was tight end at West Virginia, kind of a move piece. Another veteran, Frank Gore. I just think the ceiling here is higher, and there's more proven accolades with this room. Obviously, Frank Gore is not going to play more than you know, this year probably. Can't imagine he plays again. Le'Veon Bell, LaMichael P. Ryan I like. They don't have a true speed option. Uh, like the Dolphins do with Matt Parita, but that's okay. I'm building an offense as I see fit, and, and I think that the continuity that you can bank on with Le'Veon Bell, knowing exactly what you're gonna get, whereas the Dolphins kind of have some questions with their guys. Buffalo, they're too young. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, those are their featured guys. And the Patriots, Sony Michelle, is looking like a bust. James White is 30-plus years old. Like Rex Burkhead doesn't really move the needle for me. So I'm going with the Jets. Pass catchers. I am electing to go with the Buffalo Bills. Don't get mad. But the Bills adding Stephon Diggs made this a fairly straightforward choice for me. This is wide receivers and tight ends lumped into one. Stephon Diggs, John Brown, speed. Speed. Speed kills. These dudes have speed. Got Cole Beasley, kind of a route technician in, in the slot, middle of the field kind of guy, and a young tight end in Dawson Knox with a backup in Tyler Croft. Who I think well, both of these guys are solid. They're plus athletes. They're you know t- Croft has kind of been floating around as a tight end, two tight end, three. But like you can do a lot worse than Tyler Croft as your backup tight end. And Dawson Knox, I think, is really tapping into his potential. He was a rookie last year in the third round, and Ole Miss never threw him the ball. Like He never scored a touchdown, but it's because he didn't get opportunities to catch the ball. He's like a, a super plus athlete. So he's kind of a cherry on top. But Stephon Diggs and John Brown as your one-two punch is why I am choosing the Bills. I think the Bills have the best pass-catching group out of anybody in the AFC East. Now, if Preston Williams becomes Preston Williams like we saw him for the first eight games... And he plays to that level again. Devontae Parker puts up another 1,200 yards. And Mike Gusecki goes over 700. We're going to have something to talk about next offseason, this time of year. Especially because the Dolphins are going to be adding to that group. I think the Bills right now just have better depth and better speed. And because of that, they would be the ones I am choosing to include. Offensive line-wise, I'm going to the Patriots. The Patriots have the best interior offensive line in football, for my money, with Joe Thune, David Andrews, and Shaq Mason. I really liked Isaiah Wynn, the left tackle that they have there, who they picked in the first round. He had an Achilles injury, and it kind of set him back. And Durability and, and staying healthy has been an issue there, but even their backup offensive tackle, and Yanni Kajust, uh, who was a third-round pick in 2019 out of West Virginia. Like, he's another mauler. I think he fits the same model and mold as what the Dolphins are looking for in their offensive tackles. And in a regular year, Marcus Cannon, as your right tackle, you know exactly what you're going to get. The Patriots have a t- have had a ton of stability with their offensive line other than the left tackle spot. And, you know, they had Trent Brown for a short stretch in there and had a lot of success. Give me the Patriots' offensive line. So in summary, every single team in the AFC East is represented somewhere on the offensive side of the ball. Quarterbacks, Miami. Running back, New York Jets. Pass catchers, Buffalo Bills. And offensive line, the New England Patriots. Defensively, uh, it's a little more lopsided, interestingly enough. I'm going to start up front with the defensive line. And I gave some consideration to the Buffalo Bills Mario Addison and Quentin Jefferson and Ed Oliver and Harrison Phillips and Jerry Hughes and A.J. Epinesa. It's a good group. But, you know, some of their best pieces, Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes, a long in the tooth. So then I look over at the New England Patriots and Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler, Bo Allen. Bo Allen came over from Tampa Bay. Guy and Butler are underrated. Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, John Simon. These are kind of your defensive end types. Uche's promising. I liked Winovich coming out in 2019 when he came out of the NFL draft and went in the third round. There's just, like, nobody proven or nobody that, like, I fear, if that makes sense. You know, they're all going to be very gap-disciplined. They're going to play technically sound football. They're probably going to have a ton of success. But there's nobody here that, like, turns my offensive game plan upside down. Look at the New York Jets. Quinton Williams, Steve McClendon, Henry Anderson, Foley fock Nathan Shepard. Like, we got some dudes here, but it's almost like the other New York team, the Giants. It's like, where is your outside rush threats? The Jets' outside... Rushers are Harvey Lange, Frankie Louvu, Jordan Jenkins, and Terrell Basham. I'm sorry. I can't pick that group. Which brings us to the Dolphins. Devon Godchow, Christian Wilkins. Nice one-two punch on the interior. Emmanuel Ogbuck, Shaq Lawson. Solid. Raquan Davis is a youngster. Potential penetration interior guy. I really liked Curtis Weaver. You can get Vince Beagle in this mix and in, you know, whether you put Kyle Van Noy in the, you know, fronts in on the defensive front as a pass rusher in the the linebacker group. I think I picked the Dolphins. I think they're the most scheme diverse. I think they have the best blend of youth, diversity, and provenness to this point in time. And the depth is something that I gravitate towards. I'd pick the Dolphins' defensive line out of any of the other ones in the AFC East. Linebacker room? Be very clear. The best linebacker in the AFC East, his name is Tremaine Emmons. He plays Mike for the Buffalo Bills. Physical freak. He's like 21 years old. He's already played two years and was a captain last year. He's going to be a pain in the ass to face year in and year out. But the rest of the linebacker group in Buffalo, (laughs) eh, AJ Klein, Matt Milano solid, Matt Now, they don't really have a lot of depth. Patriots, Jawan Bentley, Brandon Copeland. They had Donta Hightower opt out for this season. The Jets, they had uh, an opt-out themselves from CJ Mosley, Avery Williamson, Blake Cashman. So, okay, Dolphins. Raquel McMillan, really good run stuffer. Probably the B plus version of Dante Hightower. Jerome Baker, rangy guy in space. Kyle Van Noy, one of the probably the third best linebacker in the division, behind Mosley and Edmonds. Give me the Dolphins. You got Elan and Roberts, Kamu Gruger Hill, is rotational guy, depth. Again, depth. Really helps. I think the Dolphins have, across the board, really likable linebackers and two good depth pieces behind them. In the secondary, I wanted to go Miami, but I chose not to. I really thought about it. You think about Byron Jones and X and Igbo and Bobby and Eric Rowe. There's plenty to like here. But the Patriots still have Stephon Gilmore they still have Jason McCourty. They still have J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones. I think they're a little deeper. They've still got Devin McCourty at free safety, Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggar, second-round pick. I think their secondary as a whole takes the edge over the Dolphins. Dolphins might have a better 1-2 punch, but Patriots 1-5 through five and 1-6 through six is deeper and better than Miami's. Buffalo also, Trey White, one of the best five corners in football. Two good safeties in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, but they're getting a little older, so they're not guys that I would choose. So in summary, I pick three position groups for the Dolphins, two for the Patriots, and one each from the Bills and the Jets. Dolphins at quarterback, Jets at running backs, pass catchers I'm going with the Bills, the offensive line I'm going with the Patriots. The entirety of the front seven, I would rather have the defensive line and linebackers of the Dolphins than anybody else in the division. And the defensive backs, I'm taking the New England Patriots. So there you have it. Perhaps this is a little bit of a Dolphins slant, given it's a Dolphins podcast, but you know what? I don't really care. I like the team that I've assembled. I think I could win some good football games. And if I'm picking a, a coach to move forward with from here, I don't think I'm picking Bill Belichick because he's the second-oldest head coach in the league. Sean McDermott's a little bit more established. But I'd pick my guy, Brian Flores. That's fine. Kyle Krabs signing off for Locked on Dolphins. I hope you guys enjoyed this exercise. We'll be back next week, so make sure you hit subscribe. Follow along with us. Look forward to talking to you then. I hope you enjoy your weekend.